Hi everyone. Today I want to talk about grief and the many dimensions of grief. How it plays such a big role. I believe not in my not only my life but all of our lives at this time in history and this isn't a easy topic but it's one that i feel the need to untangle and discuss because it's so prominent for me right now and maybe for you too and maybe you'll feel you'll relate to some things that i say or think and maybe we can grieve together and in that way heal together twenty twenty was a difficult year at the very beginning of the year I lost my cousin. This was someone that I grew up with, that I would see often, that I would consider to be my brother, my big brother. And as we grew older, um, you know, we both got busy with life he with his work and me with my studies and so we didn't connect as often but anytime we would i always felt like that little girl who was protected and looked after by her older brother and it was such a hard hit because you never imagine losing a loved one you never imagine the proximity of death it's always something you picture as being distant not that we feel untouchable or we feel like invincible but it just it doesn't feel real until you experience it until it's close to you, until it happens to someone that you love. So when that happened, it was eye-opening and shocking, and it made us feel afraid. And a few months later, God in his perfect plans decided it was time for my sister to go home. And that by far has been the most trying challenge for me. And I am crying And it's okay that I'm crying because it's important to. I feel when we try to escape or try to run away from these feelings, they don't go away, 
they don't disappear when we try to busy ourselves with work or busy ourselves with chores or anything else that can distract us when we don't sit with sadness when we don't see it eye to eye it grows and it takes roots and it changes us in dark and heavy ways so when I feel the need to I do cry and for me it's hard to it's hard to cry because I don't want to feel like I am doubting my faith or I am betraying my beliefs, my spiritual beliefs. I don't want to feel like I am betraying her. I don't want to attribute sadness to her because she is everything but that. She, she was everything but that. Another thing that's difficult too is to jump between verb tenses um, to to say was or something that they were. It's hard to adapt to because it's not it's not it's not something you want to do. It's not something your brain understands, but at the same time, you also feel like you're accepting that they are part of the past and I think that as much as it physically is true my sister is so present in my day-to-day life and so um a few a few months after my cousin's passing my my sister also ascended to heaven and later in that year we got another huge hit with the loss of my father-in-law and this is a man that had been in my life for only a short amount of time but had made such an impact and left such a mark on my life and my son's life and above all in my husband's and my best friend So again, I cry, and I invite you to to fight through these uncomfortable feelings because even though it is hard to express, it's very, very necessary. And I think it's also important for us to learn to listen to others, to sit with others in their pain, in their grief, and to tell them it's okay they can express how they they're feeling you're there for them and i appreciate you for 
still listening and for being here with me in these feelings. My intention today was to, you know, take a moment to remember them and to honor them, to talk about them, to reflect on their role in my life, and also to invite you to think about grief and how as I said in the beginning how dimensional it is it's not one dimension it has many faces it looks so so different in in many people there's no singular way there's no correct way there's no acceptable or unacceptable way to cry to express how you're feeling and so today i want to talk to you about how i how i manage to live <laughs> i know that sounds a bit dramatic but you feel a lot of guilt in the beginning you feel guilt that you are alive so i want to talk to you about how i manage and um one of the very small things that i do is i always try to find something that was hers or something that she gave me or something that reminds me of her and i try to incorporate it um so for example i had um a few a few blessings and uh when i arrived to participate in these blessings i i had on one of her purses and i used her purse and i wore it and it was my way of having a little piece of her there um when we went to disneyland for the first time with my son we took him and we put on the shoes that his grandpa gave to him or didn't didn't have the opportunity to give to him but he bought them with the intention of giving them on his birthday and even though you know he couldn't be there with us at Disneyland it was a small piece of him that we brought with us and that way i still feel like she's here and i know that she is still a big part of my life because many of the decisions that i make i make them with her voice in mind i think about what she would tell me i think about the advice that she would give me and i continue to follow her guidance even though she physically isn't here Um, the other day I was talking to my mom and the gestures that my mom was making and the way that she laughed reminded me so much of my sister. And I just think about how 
each family member has a piece of her. And how we, in unique ways, are like her. Because she raised us. She raised me and my little sister. She raised my siblings. She's such a huge part of who we are and why we are and how we are. And distance can't, can't take that away. So even though she is far, far away, she continues to play such a essential role in our life. And um, my son does this, and we didn't even we didn't even show him. Like I didn't I didn't tell him to do this, but we'll ask him. Um, I'll I'll ask him. Donde está Neni? Donde está tía Neni? And um, my husband will ask him. Donde está Papa Wero? And he will point straight to this to the heavens. He'll, with his little index finger as high as he can, he'll even tiptoe, he'll point straight up. And I, I didn't show him this, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't teach it to him. It's just something that he just started doing. And it's so sweet. And I think that it's a beautiful reminder of how they are present And how we continue to remember them and talk about them. And how my son, you know, he thinks about them. He knows about them. He's learned of them. And even though he may not remember the time that he spent with them, you know, we'll show him pictures and and we'll talk to him about how they treated him so beautifully. And how they were there for him in the time that they were able to spend with him as a baby. So I invite you to cry with me. (laughs) To smile when you think of those beautiful memories. To continue to incorporate them into your daily life. And to not run away. Don't put up walls. Don't let your heart become stiff. Don't let it become icy. Don't push people away or block people out. I invite you to let their memory connect you. Bring connection with your loved ones, with your family, with your spirituality, with your own self. And remember to smile big when you do want to smile and embrace joy because they they lived this life and they felt both sadness and fear and joy and happiness and they wouldn't want you to live 
in a dark or heavy place. And sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves. I've seen I've seen this play out where you think that being serious or not crying is the best choice. And then, you know, you you expect for grief to be linear, for you to just feel better and better and better and just rise and just have this arrow pointing towards this unrealistic goal. But in reality, grief is more circular. You're very high at moments and you circle back to the bottom and then you climb up. Or maybe we can imagine it more like a heartbeat where there are spikes and there are dips and there are moments of great joy and there are moments of great sadness. And this is the way grief is. And sit with it. It's the only way you will be able to tell it goodbye. Maybe goodbye for now. Maybe on the next significant date, the next birthday, the next anniversary, the next first that you might have without them. Maybe on that day you'll grief again. But remember, you are in control. It does not control you or your life. Grief does not rule. You are in control. And the more that you welcome grief and the more that you sit with grief, the better you will learn to manage, the better you will learn to live. So today I'd say hello to grief. I tip my hat. I acknowledge it. And I will sit with it for as long as I need to. But when I'm ready, and I will be ready, I will say goodbye. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah.